This is episode number 23 of the Abuse Talk podcast with me, Jennifer Gilmore. Welcome to the Abuse Talk podcast. My name is Jennifer Gilmore. I turned my mess into a message. I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships and believe that together we are louder. Each fortnight, there is a new episode on the Abuse Talk podcast, a series of interviews with those that work in the domestic abuse sector, getting an inside feel for what it's really like in their job role and sharing it with all of you. But today we are sharing something different. We're introducing survivor stories, those who have lived it, experienced it and are willing to share. It's a bit different because tonight I've got my husband and he's going to be sharing what it was like to be in a relationship with somebody who has been in an abusive relationship. So hopefully you'll be able to wrap your heads around it. It's a really nice conversation and we open up. Now I'm hoping you've already listened to part one. If you haven't, scoot back over to listen to it because it's such a fantastic conversation and we share about our relationship. This is part two though and we start where we left off about the methods that we have adopted to help us in our relationship. So I hope you get an insight and I hope you enjoy. Before we get started I want to say a big thank you to Rockpool. They're the main sponsors of Abuse Talk and a couple of months ago Sue Penner who is the Chief Creative Director of Rockpool brought out the Recovery Toolkit, a 12-week plan to support your journey from domestic abuse. It's actually their programme but in a self-help format and I was honoured to be a part of it with providing anecdotes so I thought I would read um, one of those today in in fact, it's a part of the, um, the, uh, the final anecdote that I wrote. So here we go. I've got the book here, as you can hear. Finally, thanks to this programme, I can understand what has happened to me and how to work to overcome the negative aspects. I'm starting to feel better about myself and I'm already changing. I'm excited for my future. During this session, I looked back at the previous weeks I had come to understand that many people are subjected to the same patterns of behaviours and that no one thinks or knows beforehand that a relationship can be so unhealthy and soul-destroying. If someone is in a relationship and the behaviour of their partner is abusive, they need to understand that the abuse they encounter is not their fault. They also need to understand that their partner's behaviour can't simply be changed by changing themselves. The the programme has completely changed my life and I wouldn't be where I am now with my positive mindset, health and awareness that I bring. Completing this programme was a huge achievement for me and I'm so proud of myself having done so. At the time I didn't tell the world and I only shared it with those close to me. If this programme was available to all who had experienced domestic abuse it would free a lot of weight from their shoulders. It would also help prevent others from going into another abusive relationship. It's not easy being a survivor, and no one should underestimate the long-term effect. The dictionary definition of the word survivor is a person who copes well with difficulties in their life, and this epitomises my belief that however difficult, surviving is worth it on so many levels. 
And so you can find that on Amazon. Um, just look for the Recovery Toolkit and Sue Penner. Um, but hopefully you can kind of see that's come from a personal part of um, my journey and how much it's meant to me. Right. And I know you're all desperate to get into this interview, but I do have another thank you to say. Thank you to Susan Rahima and Katrina Hay for being patrons on the Abuse Talk tier on my Patreon, which you can find patreon.com forward slash Jen L. Gilmore. And that's if you want to find out behind the scenes, find out the app development that's happening right now for Abuse Talk and get an inside feel. So it's a way of supporting me. So thank you so much. Hi everyone, so last time um, in the part one of me basically sitting down having a chat with my husband about everything that comes with supporting somebody after an abusive relationship, that was uh, interesting Um, and we are here for part two because we just obviously had so much to say and last time I think we covered... um, sort of the early parts of coming out of that relationship and going into a new relationship and then we discussed about sort of well just the first steps of our relationship and and we got to the point of where we had developed methods (laughs) (laughs) to which we all left on the cliffhanger so if you haven't listened to part one you should go over there first listen to part one and then come back um so we all left you on a cliffhanger about our methods and um i think for for me it was uh this obviously one that we're going to talk about this evening is really about um it really helped me and (laughs) i guess you would class it as a safe word whenever i talk to anybody about it I'm like, it is a safe word, but it's not that kind of safe word. (laughs) You've lowered the tone. I know I have. Um, But, right, okay, Rob, can you just explain um, what we're talking about and and actually the origin of the banana? Well, the origin of the banana, (laughs) I am not the origin of the banana. Okay. You know, I'm sure that it it was passed down from, from other people. And it, oh, and, it, and it was entrusted in me to pass it forward. So basically, it's it, it's as simple as a random word that you mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally use in an everyday situation that you could say, um, so that the person that you are having an argument with, discussing with, or or you talk about a topic you are not enjoying or even maybe meeting someone, you can let the other person know that I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. And uh, and, it, and it makes you stop, and, and, and all you have to say is the word banana. Well, yeah, our, so our choice word is banana. Yeah. And it, it came from um, Rob working in retail, and he used to use it for the staff so that they don't have to actually vocalise, you know, this cust- there's a customer that makes me feel awkward and it really worked well so he sort of brought it into our relationship and <laughs> and in the early parts of our relationship it was about 
you know, we were going through the family court system and I felt almost like most of my time was spent as a, a CSI agent with all the paperwork and the documentation and the evidence building and the statements and all this, trying to prove, you know, me as a person and yeah, yeah. and all that. And so there were times when I just needed a break and I couldn't talk about it well, anymore. I, I don't think you wanted to talk about it, but how, yeah. how, how do you... You know, how, how do, do you, I say how, how that? do you say I don't want to talk about it so and how do you say it in a way that just stops the conversation because rather than having to answer the question what will come next it, you know yeah. normally when you say I don't want to talk about it it's like well why well you, you <laughs> yeah you why or, or you or you somehow end up working it back into the conversation yeah and, and, and we've done that in the past mm. and then we've ended up you know not not enjoying not enjoying talking about the subject because at mm. that particular time we we weren't ready or or we didn't want to talk about it so and i think we 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 ended up with unwritten rules of the banana method that we have obviously just declared as a banana method it was just something the, that happened the banana method. and um we we sort of said that whoever declares the word banana is the one that is responsible for bringing it back up in the conversation or carrying on where you finished off kind of thing. And <laughs> I'm trying not to make this rude. It sounds so rude. But what oh, I'm it's, saying it's, is... It's, it's up to who, whoever bananas it. Yeah, there's when, their when, responsibility. When they're then ready to... So that could be an hour. It could be three hours. It could be days. It could be weeks. But it also gives you that kind of feeling of control doesn't it so i know that if i declare the word banana that it's well, my responsibility it's about having respect um, for, for and you are not allowed not wanting to, to talk about that and mm. that's difficult to do just to stop a conversation dead you know, yeah if you're in the heat of the moment not or, easy or or you're trying to understand something and you know and but it, it's, it's about having that respect for each other mm-hmm you know that that person is not in the mood to talk about yeah whatever it um, is you are so at first it was about me being overwhelmed so even when um for those of you who haven't gone through family court i was going in there on my own and then basically having to re-explain the co- what had happened to um rob because he wasn't allowed in there which is exhausting in itself, you know, having to go through it and then trying to verbalise what was said well, then I and have, then I have answer all the questions. And then I have my own questions yeah. on top of your own questions that I'm yeah. sure you had on and the And the same with family, etc. And it's it's kind of like, um, you know, that was a sort of gave me a bit of freedom, really. And it started there and we've used it going forward. We've used it in arguments. We've used it in... Um, you know, any kind of area of conversation. And, and I'm sure we'll or... use it with the kids. Yeah. Well, they'll use it on us. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> for for, I'm, and, I think I'll always be it. bananaed in that situation. Exactly, but we we've used it um, intimately as well, um, because actually, you know, there are times that I didn't feel comfortable, especially in those early parts of the relationship. Even if I didn't use that word, it gave me that feeling of I don't have to worry. I don't have to just switch off. I am in control. I can say it, and you will fully know why I've said that word. So it's it's helpful for different for different reasons. So you could use it as a 
you could it is a safe word but it's a safe word that um covers a lot of things we're not safe wording it for extortionately it's not, it's not, it's not sexual it's reasons it's not for one any any particular area mm. it's for any area of life yeah big or small a holiday oh. planning for example oh <laughs> we had Banana. a bit of a thing there the other day um <laughs> but yeah so we had that as a method and we've 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 had other different things um and i've been through the recovery and rob has been there to sort of watch me go through these different programs and this different process and me reflecting on things and my behavior so obviously i've spoken about the paranoia that i had um I'm, i could be very up and down with moods probably still can <laughs> but I don't know what you mean but i think for me you you've been there watching me through that recovery process and i don't think it's it's easy and i think somebody was asking um about what was it like for you um in terms of having to um deal with the perpetrator in terms of obviously i have had uh, two children by him and we had to see him every single week then fortnight then monthly um and you had to deal with this person as well yeah i what i think back to those situations you know it's 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 a horrible situation that you find yourself in because you know you are used as a deflection mm. in terms of you know, for, you know by the perpetrator to to be the problem when in in, in fact you, you you're not you're just you're just moving on with your life with your new partner who happens yeah. to have two kids you know that it's 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 a really straightforward sort of scenario really but you know they they you know they portray you you know in in certain lights and you just have to be really mentally tough and the worst thing you can do like is react to it mm. that's not easy you know internally you know you're raging on the inside but <laughs> As would life, if you're comfortable that you know that that you haven't done anything and and that you're not setting out to to do what they what you're being accused of, well then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. And I never did. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, I was still I think I had the terminology something like holding the rope. So like I'm still holding on to. I think it's more like the, the using jargon words here, but the trauma bond. So. I always felt the need to read the emails mm. and to be involved in that conversation and to react to his abuse. Um, and I was still, I wasn't even recognising that was happening at the early parts. No, no. But obviously through recovery, it, I mean, it may have taken three years to, to be able to say, I don't need to open this email or it's not necessary or I don't need to enter the conversation you, you it's don't, nothing to you, do with it. Or... You don't need to to deal with emails at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know they're designed to upset. Upset and and you're certainly not under any obligation to reply. You can read it and and the best thing you can do is read it and digest it. Mm. And then if you choose the you need to reply. Mm. Um, you know, you can structure your you know, you 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 structured your responses in a much more 
concise way that 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 then didn't you know give give another another route for another email of abuse or yeah um, but you, you that took a long time for you to realize that you, you don't need to do that even in business you know a reasonable time to get back to someone is an hour from an email yeah sort of a, kind of an, an expected sort of time frame for an important email you're within an hour to to expect something back mm. but why would you you know turn that round to instantly replying to someone who's giving you a lot of abuse but i guess like that was really simple for you to see like that and it wasn't for me so how how did you cope with that side because i think looking back on it you probably did try and tell me that it wasn't you know we didn't need to do this but i was well, unable a, to well, it's, it's, it's probably <laughs> see about that. it's probably about educating you at the end of the day i i never stopped you from from sending emails or, or responding however you really wanted. I, I suggest did mm. that you, you didn't respond to that, or or you you put it to one side and and think and sleep on it, or or reply in the morning, or don't reply at all. But that it'd be no good me forcing you to to do what I wanted to because that's just the same situation. Similar but different. Yeah, I guess so. It had to be you to realise it, and it's just about every time that happened, you know, it's like it's like coaching someone out of of, of a bad habit. Is yeah. it? And it's a bad habit to to constantly feel that you need to respond to someone because then they know you they've got you. Yeah. Yeah, they they know they've got you on the the end of their stick, and and they can say anything, and they'll get the response they want, and you'll feed them, and but until you until you could see that until you were able to then realize that all the all the threats weren't going to hurt you they were just mm. they just they were just words on a page mm. and actually you are fully in, you were fully in control that's when things really changed yeah uh, but it, a it wasn't easy and sometimes i used to think oh why have you responded to that you didn't need yeah. to but that's what you, that's what you needed to do at that particular time. Yeah, and, and I think there was some there was a, there was a point where somebody helped me to re- basically read the email and go right. This is the one line you need to focus on. The yeah. rest of it is to upset you to get a reaction to the one line that you know is the I want this. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, that so, so the hardest with... part was was actually understanding what is it? Yeah. What is it, what is it you're asking? There's there's so much stuff surrounding it. You know, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't overly complicate things. And then I guess um, obviously I had um, two children that were in the mix, and obviously um, the family courts are, you know, positive. You know, put that positive relationship out there to the dad. Um, etc you know there was a lot of emphasis on that and to be honest it for me it was like well I want to be um, this to be as least damaging as possible to those children so I, I did I you know encouraged that positive relationship thinking in somewhere in my head that maybe he will come to some sense at some point and thinking that actually if he if that's been said 
he would be encouraging the positive relationship vice versa but obviously that didn't happen did it and i believe there was one time where one of the children said uh you know you're you're a mean man that's uh that's what they were told um which made it not about me so it wasn't it wasn't about me that time it was about you and that changed sort of the direction of things it made made me think you know it it was really hard not to bite back but you know there was there's no point biting back a Mm. I can't can't remember who said it now Um, because they're, they're just sort of they're just they're just being sort of told or subconsciously told to relay a message Mm. and i made a commitment and i had i take my commitment seriously and i take my responsibility seriously so as much as that might have upset or or pissed me off at the end of the day you know i knew we were moving in the right direction and we hadn't done anything wrong and and it if someone was going to come trying to try and attack me that I was the issue, that's just deflection. Mm. I wasn't the issue. I knew I wasn't the issue. Yeah, you know, yes, yes, we'd moved across country, but we'd moved across countries with a raft, a raft of reasons as to why we'd done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 we crossed the I's and dotted the T's in doing it. Mm. We hadn't just decided to do it randomly one day. Mm. So. It was about being really mentally strong and and not letting the kids see the that that got to me as well. Yeah. Um, as as much as it did at that particular, because mm. I'm not, I, I don't consider myself a mean person. Mm. I'd be grumpy, but I'm not a mean person. Yeah, I think, I think at that time as well, I think we'd had conversations, didn't we, um, about it, and sort of said that, you know let's um let's not talk about their time with their dad because they were they were massively told it was meant to be a secret and we could see that they were struggling to well it's about taking go that pressure off that, them you know yeah you know, not not getting in the car saying oh what have you done where have you been you know it was well either way the whole situation was obviously not easy and going back to what was saying about my recovery as a part of that that definitely helped me understand the behavior i could actually see some of the things that you were saying were correct and i think it was backed up (laughs) you were able to it it was a really probably a really weird situation for you but you were as as i was able to look on a bird's eye view of of what Mm. was going on with you when when that was happening you were also able to then take yourself out of the situation and look down on what was happening with the kids yeah you know to a certain extent and you yeah. could see that there were certain things said implied mm. reinforced you know w- with them that that you wouldn't be happy with that was totally unnecessary mm. um and and not in the spirit of what the courts dictate mm. that it should be yeah yeah, but I, I, like I said, that the main thing was is, is is not to rise to the petulance of someone doing that, and and let the kids come to you, because yeah. they will come to you. Yeah. You know, and 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 they did, and it didn't take long for them to come to us. Yeah, I think it's it was 
all about I mean I was really like I said about the CSI thing <laughs> you know I joke about it but I, I took everything seriously so one of the things I remember with the children is we went and did a, a, a parenting course we did a first aid children's course we did a healthy eating course we did all these different courses and programs I got myself a, a family support worker something I would have probably been really set against before um, in, in that abusive relationship but I went and got that support worker all, a all, domestic abuse support worker all, all brilliant because eventually I went on to um, anxiety medication but it I was so set against it in my head because obviously there were things in in my relationship where you know he would say you know you've um i know you've got bipolar that's what i'm going to use against you i was never diagnosed with bipolar my mood swings were most likely to do with the circumstances that i was under in that relationship um and i probably didn't really have many mood swings it was probably his behavior that was sort of it was probably projected onto me it was probably the lack of reaction from yeah. you yeah because i was pretty much emotionless well, I have, towards I have the seen, end i have seen that sometimes you know you do you're not a you're not a fighter in that sense you you won't stand up and shout just the odds you'll shut down <laughs> yeah i just can't do deal with it and probably from that situation but it took some time but i ended up um going on um anxiety medication and I think you wanted me to go on it maybe sooner or, you know, suggested it a few times, but I was really just set against it. And as soon as I went on it, I think I was on it maybe for a year, maybe a bit more, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I felt obviously so much better and it, you know, took a while for me to, to get into and, you know, and, and whatnot, but I felt so much um better well, you, you on that medication it was right that, for me at that yeah, time I was going to say, and, and, and that's what it's there for mm. it's there to be used as and when you need it mm. and, and and you probably did need it but you know there was so much going on mm. you, just not not only you know that the whole side of of what you had been through but setting up house yeah, you know, it's stressful enough setting up house with, with two kids, finding jobs. Yeah, yeah, making sure we pay the bills, all of the bills, the bills, so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's an incredibly you know a difficult thing to do. So I I will. I think that was the big change for you because you felt you could do it. You went and did it, and you you, you used it up until the point you thought. I don't need to anymore. Mm. Yeah. So I, I would say you were probably a textbook sort of case in, in using it. Mm. But I think for me, I wouldn't have done that without the recovery programs that I accessed no. and the support that I had. Um, and so really, you've seen the whole thing. You've seen it from that, um, almost straight out of that relationship. I mean, I was still living in the same household because there was no shift on who was going to move out etc so I was actually living with him under the same roof for about three to four months as a separated couple and um, 
So you were brought into a completely, really, really weird situation as a friend. And then obviously everything changed. And, you know, we're here now, six years later. and Going strong. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but what, what for you has stood out as the biggest change in me or... Well, I, I think back to what happened. I can't remember whether we went somewhere over at school or whether it was a phone call. And I would echo what one of the teachers said. I think they taught one of the kids earlier on in their schooling when we first got here. And, and, and we used to sort of, if we had a problem with the school, we needed to go and talk to someone at school. He would sort of drag me across you know, as, as sort of, you know, to hold your hand, and that's absolutely fine, that's what we're there for, but I, I would say, you know, certainly the last few years, two to three years, that's all changed now, mm-hmm. where you, you, you have that confidence, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you know, we'll sit and discuss something, or if there's a problem, we'll sit and discuss the problem, we'll come up with what we think we need to go and do, and you'll go and do it, and, and, and you don't hold back. Mm. I think um, I don't think it was that long ago that I just told a teacher that the way they disciplined my child was completely wrong, and I would never ever have done that years ago. But it's a yeah, I guess the confidence, the is confidence, a and, big and, 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 in and, me. and your ability to go and and actively, proactively, actively, you know, challenge yourself on a situation, mm. and and have the confidence that actually no, I I don't agree with this. Mm. That's not right. And I think this should have been done. And, and I think a lot of that comes down to our relationship and you feeling able that if there's a problem, you can speak up. But also, the amount of educating you do, you never stop. Mm. You never stop reading. You never stop trying to better your knowledge on what has happened to you, what happens to other people, different effects. Mm. You, 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 you've submerged yourself in that and you can tell you're, you, you, you just ooze the confidence now mm. which you never had when I first met you but you did, you did have a confidence <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't what you've got now mm. um, and I think obviously you've, you could see there was something wrong you could say it was you know, not helpful. You you'd been the one to sort of Google things and work it out and go. There's something wrong here, or you know, um, what is support is there in in Hull, for example, or you know, different things like that. But you've learnt along the way. So, I mean, what would what have you learnt from the whole situation for being you know being a, a partner of somebody who's gone through that as well. Well, if if I talk about that from my position, is that just be kind. You know, that, that's what I've learned, be kind. And you don't always get that right. You know, sometimes you, you know, you, you fall into arguments as such. But, you know, just be kind. Just, just try and work through the problem. Communicate, talk about it, discuss it. You know, try and sing off the, the the same hymn sheet, and I think that's what we do. And sometimes that's about me, you know, giving, you know, going along with what you think we should do. And sometimes that's vice versa. Mm. But if if it's an issue to do with you, there's no good 
me pushing my agenda as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I have to sort of let you, I give you my advice and give you my opinion. And sometimes you didn't like that. <sighs> but if that's what you wanted to do, we went along with it and you've done the same for, for me. Mm. And we've had victories and we've had defeats <laughs> on, on certain aspects of that. And yeah, we've had I told you so's and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. We don't hold it against each other. I think when you you know, that reminds me of kind of like um I kind of tried to tell you about my ex and say what he was like and predict his path. And there was a lot of I told you so's in, in that prediction, to be honest. And and I think I don't know, I I think I remember at one point you were just like this is just crazy like why is this even happening i I remember handing him over a thousand pounds to sort out to get rid of the debt in the joint account and he promised he would take my name off it we drew up a little contracts that we could you know we both signed etc and then he went and spent the money and it's like hang on why did i even give him that a thousand pounds like, I look back at it and go, what? And I think even you have had moments where it's like, I, you know, this is crazy. And for me now, it's just like, whatever happens, it doesn't surprise me. But I think in the beginning ta- moments, you lesson. had that, the surprises and everything that I said become, became real for you because... Well, it, did. It, it, it went from... It's like it, understanding it, it. It went from you predicting, I think this will happen... <laughs> To them, be um, and me thinking, really? Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's a, that's a bold prediction. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. To that actually happening, and it was like, and when it did, it was like, well, blow me! You were, you you called that absolutely spot on. Mm. The reaction, the action. It was it was crazy, but that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. You as a person. You said when when we first moved, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Whatevs. Whatevs. So <laughs> I'll, I'll believe that when I see it, it's hard to write a book. Everyone knows it's hard to write a book. And you went and did it. Yeah. You know, and then you went and published it. And it sold. And then you wrote another one. And that did well. And then it was like... You, you have that ability. So, you know, th- those are all moments where, you know, I thought, I, c- I can't see that happening, not because I didn't think or believe in you, just because I didn't see, I just didn't see you finishing it. Mm. I thought it would be more like writing a diary. You actually wrote a whole novel. Yeah. A fictional novel on it. Mm. That was just amazing. I've never seen anyone do that. But, you, but you, you go on and you constantly surprise. I'm going to do this. And I think, that's tough. You know, I, I used to think I was I, I was forever the optimist. And I think I'm, I, and then I thought I was a realist. And now I believe I'm just a genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cheesy. It is. <gasps> but generally, I, 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 you say you're going to do it and, and you make it work. Mm. No, I've, well, I've I've done things and tried things and, and they've not worked. Well, enough about that then, because <laughs> I get really awkward when we start looking at that side of things. Um, 
what would you say to anybody that's listening that you know has been in an abusive relationship and you know they're really like I, I don't think another relationship's gonna work or I'm, I'm dating and it doesn't you know things just don't feel right maybe it's a trust element what would you say to them well I would say just to be kind to yourself don't put pressure on yourself don't let society put pressure on you yeah you know and I think that's a, a massive massive thing that happens is, is the you know, society wants you to be the stereotypical whatever yeah you know and just be kind to yourself if it's not right for you it's not right for you if it is right for you great yeah go and do it you know go and be happy and, and do it and, and, and if it's not right for you don't do it because it won't make you happy you know we've all made mistakes mm. I've made some some huge mistakes in my in my 20s mm. which I'm now paying for in my 30s <laughs> you know and that was because I felt this pressure yeah to to do these these life events mm. you know these big life events and and, and it wasn't right mm. and what would you say to the poor partners out there that's how I feel about you <laughs> especially in the early parts of our relationship that poor partner that's dealt with me all that time but how you know what would you say to them you know maybe they're struggling you know maybe they don't know how to support their partner you know what the easiest thing for that for me is just be there mm. don't have to say anything sometimes saying nothing and listening is is the best thing to do you know, you sometimes just being that person sat there on the couch watching Netflix. Oh, yeah. Whilst that person vents. I don't know about any of you guys, but we have watched a lot of Netflix in lockdown. <laughs> like A disgusting amount of TV. I think I win the best series chooser. I think I got I got titled that a few weeks ago. You got, but you, got, you, got you got four in a row. That's going to be hard. <laughs> I know to beat. it was really good for a series of different things that we watched, and not but, new things either. You know, some some of the stuff was old. <laughs> really good picks, and that's what we're like, everyone. We just sort of go off on on tangents here, but, but no, I think it, 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 it's about, it's important, isn't it? It's how... about finding that common ground. Yeah, with whoever you're with. And there's so many things that we really love like together and apart so like obviously we've we've probably spoken about it already but geocaching and going out walking um and finding new places and hidden things we absolutely well i don't know about rob but i absolutely love escape rooms and we've only done one and then we had the lockdown and we were getting miserably yeah but we've yeah, but we've you, really you, you, found each other over the last six and, and years. actually we found things that we will we will carry on doing yeah when the kids have decided we've planned that our retirement that, 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 <laughs> that they no longer want to hang with us yeah um my yeah, eldest and, and, basically cried because she found out our our plan from when they're older <laughs> <laughs> and she cried and i was like well you can come with us if you want but i'm pretty much sure that volkswagen is going to be a bit of a squeeze uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think we've really. But but then the, the important thing is is that we've got the stuff that the 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 other one doesn't like. Yeah, like football. 
Yeah, well, if we, if we want to start listing things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think when I look at our relationship over the last six years, I can see that you were my rock right at the beginning. I mean, you still are, but I mean, you had a job on you right at the beginning and it slowly eased um and i think i've been able to be your rock at some times yeah. um i always wonder whether i've done a good job or not or i'm i'm good at that side of things because you've helped me so much and then i think now we've just found this nice even ground you know like this good teamwork well, i think we don't I, feel... I, I think the word there is is the is, is responsibility yeah we have a responsibility to each other yeah and we have a responsibility to the three three kids yeah you know that, that we try and be the best we can be uh-huh. now yeah there'll be people out there who will you know naysayers as such fine you know th- th- that that's what i think makes us resilient is is is, is we have a responsibility and uh, i and and I go back when I first met you. I felt I had a responsibility, mm. and I'm and I'm big on responsibilities. Mm. I don't like to promise something I can't deliver. Mm. I don't I don't sign up to anything that I don't think, you know, if if it's got a certain set of criteria to it, I I, I don't sign up to it if I don't think I can I can fulfil those. Mm. And yeah, there's been criteria <laughs> with 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 our relationship where it's challenged at times. You know, and I thought, this is a, this is a bit of a, a tough one, but we got through it. Yeah. Open, honest, communicate, responsibility. Yeah. Fab. Put that into, <laughs> in, into your life. Mm. Well, thank you so much. Well, I hope it was okay. <sighs> for <laughs> fishing for compliments, there I see, but what you know. I do want to say thank you because without you, I wouldn't be doing what I am now. I wouldn't have found my feet and been able to take those steps forward. Uh, well, I think um, the important thing there is that you did find your feet and I help you find your feet and I'll take that. Yeah. But everything after you found your own feet, you've done. Yeah, but you're still there. Yeah, and, and you are still there for still me. still looking after me and you understand when I turn around and say do you know what I'm having a low day or I've had this weird dream and it's really upset me and and we unpick it and it's like you know you had to deal with my ex I didn't have to deal with yours really you know it's not nice is it let's face it (laughs) to have an ex in the life that way in a negative way so you know thank you so much for never giving up on me and for sharing everything that we've shared in these two well we've had to split into two haven't we two parts this is not a trilogy no i'm not back for i don't third. think every, i don't think everybody's <laughs> got to this point on the podcast i think they're switched off by now yeah, yeah. um <laughs> if you've got to this point in Wake the podcast, <laughs> then please do tweet me on hashtag abuse talk to say banana or something. Yeah, That'd say, be what, so what, what, minute, what minute do we do we say the word banana last? Yeah, no, <laughs> they just need to. You should just tweet banana or gif or whatever and put tag hashtag abuse talk in it. It'd be hilarious. I'll know if people have uh, 
got to the end if they've done that <laughs> so yeah that's going to be interesting yeah. um anyway sidetrack all i wanted to say was thank you yeah not change it to turn it around about me thank you and i, I think people will find what you've said valuable and interesting and reassuring probably the most um that what what you're going th- what you went through what you're going through is completely normal and it it's a process well it is a process and and it's human nature to have doubt so thank you we're gonna <laughs> oh, stop we're there stopping here now, we're gonna we? go get a glass of wine <laughs> thank you oh. Now, the next episode of the podcast is actually slightly delayed because of the month structure. So it will actually be aired on the YouTube channel on the 5th of August and it will be on the podcast from the 6th of August. Now, I'm really excited about the next one, to be honest, because I am speaking with Detective Constable Anushka Junik and she's from the Met Police East Area Gangs Engagement Team. Now, we're going to be talking about exploitation and what that looks like, um, perpetrators and also within her work set. So if you have any questions for her, please do drop a message, um, send it to contact at jennifergilmore.com or via the website site she is happy to answer your questions you have been listening to jennifer gilmore author of isolation junction and clipped wings you can find them both on amazon or head to jennifergilmore.com